0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, February 21st. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so, so inclined to do so, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very, very best to answer them here on the show. And on this wonderful Friday day, I'm happy to be joined by Stacy Gatsoulias, the host of the Lockdown Yankees podcast. Stacey, how are you doing? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So here's the thing. It's baseball. Baseball talk is run amok lately, and it's kind of all revolving around the same topic, right? That's the Astros. And yeah. listeners, <laughs> you're are you about to get another talking about this whole Astros thing? <laughs> what do you think? Yep, that's exactly what you're about to get. Um, but this time, I want to do a little bit of a twist. And I invited Stacey on because the twist involves some Yankees players. And also, I've noticed that she's been very passionate about the whole Astros scandal, especially since it's affected her team quite a bit over the past few years. So what we're going to be doing is giving like our top five little power rankings of our favorite reactions and comments made by MLB players regarding the Astros. So Stacey, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, cool. So first I wanna give an honorable mention to LeBron James. I know he's he's not an MLB player, so he's technically disqualified from this little power ranking thing, but I really enjoyed the I am in sports thing. That was part of his tweet yesterday and I want that on his shirt immediately. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, Stacy, since you're the guest, would you like to go first?
1: Sure. Um, I just can't believe that this scandal has rocked the baseball world so much that even Mike Trout said something.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. He was, he was, he was on my short list at one point. I can't believe he said something.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, he basically piggybacked another comment I'm going to mention later, but you know, he basically said, if I hit a pennant winning home run, you could do whatever you want to me. Um, I think he was <laughs> probably giving Artie Moreno a message, also. Please stack the team enough so I could have that opportunity to do that. But you for
0: know. sure, for <laughs> sure. Poor Mike Trout. I hope he doesn't become like the Dan Marino of baseball. It just never has a chance. I know. Oh man. I, I think every baseball fan's kind of secretly rooting for the Angels a little bit. Just, just come on. He's only been in the playoffs, I think, once, which is which is just nuts to think about. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's your number five pick. I that's a solid one. I agree. I mean, it's it's true. I mean. I think people people got upset. I mean, Rob Manfred, who he even like kind of mocked, not mocked Mike Trout a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, for not being more of a personality, which just felt really out of line. Well, you're getting it now, <laughs> Mr. Manfred. He's, he's making comments. So for my fifth choice, I'm going hometown. I'm going San Diego Padres. I'm going with Mr. Tommy Pham, who this is a little bit of a cheat. I had to represent the Padres at least somewhat on this list. He's done two things, and they've been social media related. I talked about this on a, an earlier episode of the podcast. One was just a flux of Instagram stories that he posted, and it was just him calling AJ Hinch a clown, which I just thought was really funny during his whole apology thing, and him mocking the whole idea of no, this didn't affect the game, and this, which a lot of players have been doing. But I just, I really appreciated him doing it on his Instagram story, like not making any comments to reporters. And then just the other day, he tweeted the Joker gif, which granted, not a lot of people, this this is kind of a contentious movie, I would say, but it was in response to an athletic MLB story, which was about how Carlos Correa was, you know, fired back at Cody Bellinger and defended Jose Altuve, and then he just tweeted the Joker gif. So I thought that was amusing, and I'm a big fan of all players that do quirky little things on social media.
1: I enjoyed the Joker gif myself. I thought that was really funny. <laughs>
0: It was just, it was just kind of unexpected too. It's, it's really amazing that this is how, this is what's finally gotten people talking about baseball, like widespread on an internet kind of bloggy level. So it's, it's really interesting.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you want to go? One, yeah, yeah. It's your yeah turn. My, my next one is hometown. DJ LeMayhew said, "I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed because oh the D, no, <laughs> the, the, the D in DJ LeMayhu stands for dad." oh man yeah
0: Ooh, that one hurt me that one brought me back to when i was like nine years old oh my gosh that that one really hurt
1: yeah that's really (laughs) bad if if you have someone who says something like that and you don't want to hear that when you're a kid and so hearing it now wouldn't be good either
0: yeah it's one of the all-timer much it's like when people say no offense and somehow thinking that that eases the load of it when people say i'm not mad i'm disappointed it just breaks you you know, it's just I've I've been sent into tears by that before. <laughs> like, it's just insane. I don't know. I don't know how the psychology of that works, but hey, it happens. So I like that pick for my number four. I'm going with Andrew Heaney, who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Andrew Heaney, I talked about this on an episode when I one of the big abominations I think I've ever created was me doing the Andrew Heaney rant in my best Benoit Blanc voice from Knives Out. I just appreciate how many expletives were in this thing. And I also, almost more importantly, and this isn't meant to be offensive to Andrew Heaney, he's kind of a relatively random player in the scheme of all this. You know, he's not on the Yankees. He's not typically, at least I don't think, or in my experience, I haven't noticed it, as outspoken as some other players. So it was like Andrew Heaney just came from the rafters out of nowhere to talk about this. And I guess I just really appreciated that. Really went off.
1: I mean, I read his... Comments on my show censored them, of course, but was just laughing at mm-hmm. how many times he used the s word in his rant.
0: Yeah, he bleeped quite a lot. <laughs> he bleeped quite a lot. I mean, Andrew Heaney, I think at one point was a, a high level prospect, but still, it was just the Angels, and they're kind of removed from this to an extent. I guess they're in, they're in the same division, so maybe that's why. But right. still, it's, it's just Andrew Heaney. All right, go for it, man. um <laughs> So yeah, now now you go ahead.
1: What are we up to three? <laughs>
0: I think we're I think we're on three. Yeah, I was just about to, I was um, hoping you would know.
1: Giancarlo Stanton came out today and said that mm. if he knew what was coming, he would have eight. He would have hit eighty home runs last year, <laughs> which is true. I mean, he's hit fifty nine in his history. So, I mean, if he knew what was coming in that year, he easily could have hit eighty home runs.
0: <laughs> yeah, Giancarlo Stanton swings the 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 bat like it's. Like he's an, an Olympian. I don't even know how to describe it. His swing is one of the most, I was talking with my dad once, his swing looks so kind of plain looking when you're watching it from like the typical TV angle. And all of a sudden the ball is just gone. He's just Ooh. one of those, those players. Like he's not like to use another Yankees analogy, like Alfonso Soriano, when yeah. that guy swung at the ball, you just knew, you just yep. knew his swing was gorgeous. And then Stanton just kind of like, almost like pokes it. <laughs> he just pokes it and then lifts it kind of. So yeah, that's that's a good one. And we're hoping that Sor- Giancarlo Stanton actually stays healthy this year. That'd be appreciated, I assume, for the Yankees. Yeah. All right. So now for my number three pick, he's a controversial voice. Yeah. He's not the most beloved player in the league by a lot of people, for sure. And he's, I'd say he's a, a good pitcher. At times, really good. That's Mr. Trevor Bauer. And I'm not putting him at the number one spot, but I must say he wrote a whole ass article. I mean, you got to I just think you have to mention this guy wrote an entire article basically about this situation and how he views it in the Players' Tribune. So you guys could check that out. Just just good stuff from Trevor Bauer, even if I know I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of his. He's extremely polarizing. And personally, I don't I'm not even going to talk about his views every now and then. I just find it a little annoying when he's like, look, man, I just don't care. I'm going to say what's on my mind, man. It's like, all right, we get it. (laughs) Like, Cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's my number three spot.
1: Okay, number two. Who was I gonna say for number two? I just lost it. <laughs> Hold on, let me think. Oh, Gleber Torres.
0: Mm, another Yankee. There we yeah, go. Well, you know. Are you the host of the Lockdown Yankees podcast?
1: Can you tell? Um you know, he basically said the pot pa- the Padres. See? Hello. The um <laughs> the Astros. Cheated in 2017. You don't think they would cheat in 2018 and 2019 if it helped them in 2017?
0: Yeah, I, I've heard this before. I believe he mentioned something about how he plays video games and cheats or something like that. I, I could be wrong about that. but
1: uh, Luis Severino.
0: Yeah, yeah, Luis Severino. It's just, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. You know, whenever I'm playing a first person shooter against my friends, I always tell them I'm not looking at their screen. Of course I am. (laughs) What? (laughs) What what are we doing here? (laughs) It's not totally true. I'd say I have a 65% cheat rate. That's what I would say. Just in video games, not in anything else. I don't want anyone taking that out of context. Um, So yeah, for my, my number two pick is this one I struggled with. I wanted it to go to the number one spot, which I have a sneaking feeling that we both might have the same number one. Probably. Um, probably. And that's going to Alex Wood, who tweeted like a few weeks back, just succinctly, poignantly. He said, I would rather face a player that was taking steroids than face a player that knew every pitch that was coming. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just really sage. I, I wasn't expecting it, I guess. And I thought that it's a good point. And I think that it really perfectly captures. It's the it's the perfect summation of kind of this whole issue and why I think players have been more outspoken about it than, say, like with the steroid thing.
1: Because, sure, steroids steroids helped some guys, but steroids really helped guys more in recovery from injuries. I've said this before, but there was – when Johnny Damon first joined the Yankees, I remember he went on what was called the DL back then – And Michael K said something to the effect of, this is the first time in 10 years that Johnny Damon has been on the DL. And I'm like, wow, I wonder why. Because once (laughs) the testing all started, you would hear about these guys who were never injured, ever suddenly getting injured. And you'd hear about all these weird injuries with, you know, tendons popping off of wrists and legs and stuff. And you're like, hmm, why that happened?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's i've seen that before i think that andy pettit once had this situation you could correct me if i'm wrong um with the whole recovery taking performance enhancing drugs to recover Mm -hmm. yeah so that's how most people did and i think that in general baseball's kind of cracked down on it i do remember a few years ago i think d gordon got suspended like 80 games yes and I was livid because I had him in fantasy and I drafted him for steals. So, And I was like, really? That guy literally only gets singles and has like one home run over five seasons. So it it just goes to show you that's not just like guys who hit for power, like you're saying, you know?
1: Well, I always always use the example of the Giambi brothers. You have Jason who used, but was also a really good hitter. And then you have Jeremy who used, who had like 52 career home runs, you know? So...
0: (laughs) You you never really know. You can't just be like, oh, this guy hit fifty six last year, so whoever that was, uh, Pete Alonso, I think, right? Um, then yeah, he's he might be on steroids. No, it's like there's too many variables. In oh it.
1: no, have you seen Pete Alonso shirtless? There's no way he's on steroids.
0: <laughs> I've not seen him shirtless. Uh, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Met fans, I just try to stay away from. They've been scaring me lately.
1: No offense <laughs> to guys with dad bods, but if you're a baseball player. I don't know if if you want to take your shirt <laughs> off. I think you should look more like Giancarlo Stanton and not like Pete Alonzo.
0: That's that's a take. <laughs> <laughs> that would hit me hard. Yeah, it's just I don't know what to say. The Met fans, I have I've had this like conspiracy theory going that they're just starting to scare me. That like they know they're not the best team, but if you don't like properly praise their best players, they get really frustrated. Like if you don't say DeGrom the best pitcher in the league, who I think is between him Cole. Uh, then they get really upset. It's like, all right, it's okay. <laughs> we get it. I guess that's all they have to live for these days with their team. So, everyone, we're going to take a quick second before we get into our number one selection, our number one pick, our number one power ranking spot, which, like I said, I think we we both might have the same person, so that's going to be interesting. And we're going to take a quick second and do the Fantasy Minute. All right, everyone, today on the Fantasy Minute, the last of the week brought to you by League Commish. We're talking Eric Hajmer who I'm recommending to fantasy managers steer clear from in every sense. Like, under no circumstances should you draft him. He's very likely to be extremely not good. Now, I know what Royals fans may be thinking of that harsh critique.
1: Pumpy breaks kid. That man's a national treasure.
0: But the eight-year-old, the eight, not eight-year-old, but the eight-year $144 million contract, which amounts to $21 million per year, has hardly been a justifiable price for what Hajmer has brought to the table during his tenure in San Diego. Now, I get the thinking on why you might want to draft Hajmer. You could get him pretty dirt cheap. ESPN and Yahoo currently have him as first baseman 21. He's durable, having only missed nine games across his past four seasons. And improved Padres lineup should seed some more RBI opportunities. Plus, it's not like he's too far removed from the year he batted 318, had an on-base at 385, and hit 25 homers. That was back in 2017. Those are all good selling points, but if you look at the present and see how Hajmer looks at the plate— He looks like a guy that was the epitome of playing over his head for sake of getting a big contract. Good for him, I suppose. But fantasy owners shouldn't be chasing after safe numbers like that Hajmer brings to the table. With the overall offensive boom that the league has kind of seen, the maybe 20 homers doesn't really get you anywhere nearly enough to contend. Plus, remember that the 20 homer potential is assuming he remains so remarkably durable, which is never a guarantee. I'd rather take my chances on guys like Daniel Murphy, Eric Thames, and... Stacy's beloved Luke Voigt, plus definitely guys like Danny Santana, who stole 21 bases last season, the most among first base eligible players. And that was actually six more than Bellinger, who's currently going as one of the first first basemen off the board. I'd rather take all those guys before I had to take the so called high floor and safe, in air quotes, player in Eric Koshmer. And that's your fantasy minute brought to you by Lee Kamish for Monday, February 17th. What are you doing for the game? A universal question whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, The beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commission exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as signing up with your preferences, you get matched, and approved of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with Lee Commission by February 29th and receive 50% off by entering in the code LOCKEDON in the Referred By section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at LeeCommish.com. And we're back, everybody, here on the Locked On Padres podcast. We're talking our top five favorite MLB player comments about the whole Astros situation. And before we get into our number one, actually... Stacy, how about you run through your your top four so far?
1: Oh God, what did I even say? I don't even. remember. Oh, you forgot. <laughs> I forgot.
0: I'm not sure. I didn't write them down.
1: You yeah, said a lot of like Yankees players. players. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of Yankee players. Mike Trout.
0: Yes, right? Mike Trout.
1: I mentioned Mike Trout. Glaber Torres. Oh my goodness. Why <laughs> and, one- um.
0: Oh man, give me a second. We, we this this is why about editing's this. there
1: like one minutes ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is why editing's good. Glaber Torres. Who's the other one? It was someone about, uh, uh Giancarlo Stanton. Did you say?
1: Oh yes, hitting eighty home runs, right?
0: Yes, hitting eighty home runs. So that's good. And oh, let's DJ Lemayhu. Oh, Santa DJ Lemayhu. Yes,
1: that's right.
0: All good choices. And for me, my number five was Tommy Pham and his Joker gifts. Andrew Heaney and his expletive-filled rant. Trevor Bauer, who wrote a whole article, and Alex Wood, who had the most. Really, just that it perfectly encapsulated everything about the whole steroids versus literally just knowing what pitch is coming. It's like the equivalent of knowing the rats of the receivers are going to run in football, but now let's get into our number one choice. Stacy, you can go because I want to make sure. I think we both have the same choice here.
1: I don't know. Cause it's, well, it's I not, think,
0: a I think we do. It's not a no? no. Oh, it isn't. Oh, mm-hmm. I was wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause I figured I'd give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is Nick Markakis declaring really? that every Astros player deserves to be beaten.
0: Oh, man. It's funny. This is the purest antithesis to, I just had Jeff Snyder on yesterday of the Locked On Dodgers podcast, and he was not a fan of the Nick Markakis comments. Well, so, wow. Here we go, everyone. That's This is why you have differing opinions, right?
1: Well, it's not that I'm a fan of it. I just can't believe he said it.
0: Oh, that's a good point. A good point
1: you know what I mean? Point. It's so visceral and... Right. Angry and Nick Marcakis is is known as a quiet guy, you know, he's been around a long time. And I saw a lot of Orioles fans yesterday saying that they couldn't believe one that he even spoke out about it, but two that he used that kind of wording. And people who currently cover him on the Braves thought the same thing. And I just was sitting there like, Whoa, he actually said it because I, you know, I thought people were being they were exaggerating. I'm like, There's no way he actually said that. And then I played the clip and was like, wow, he actually said it. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I don't condone it at all. Mm -hmm. I just was shocked and in awe of him actually coming out and saying that.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard too, is that he's kind of a quiet guy so for him to come out. It's like, oh my gosh, like there's no one is safe. Every single player is prone to coming out and saying something. And I don't know. I'm surprised that maybe Bryce Harper. I'm surprised Bryce Harper hasn't. He like, come out said something. About it. Oh, he, he
1: did about it, but he said he was he was pretty measured with his response, and he was just doing like he was basically just saying he feels bad for Aaron Judge because he feels like Aaron Judge was cheated out of the MVP. He mm. feels bad for David Robertson because David Robertson was pitching really well until Game Six when suddenly the Astros scored four runs on him out of nowhere, and he thinks because uh, they're teammates now in the Phillies, and he was very calmly just talking about everything. He didn't really have. An angry soundbite about it. It was more like the whole being disappointed in them thing, almost like DJ LeMahieu, but yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. So I guess I'm actually surprised that Bryce Harper didn't go more off on it. He's he's had a lot of comments about a lot of baseball related things before, so I'm just just a little bit surprised. But I like the pick. It's true. It's it's you went for like the unbelievable angle, which which is fair. I, I like that actually. That was the one I was expecting for my number one pick. It is I'm not just saying this because you're here although that is that would be a fine enough reason I guess but mine is is Gary Sanchez. <laughs> uh, is
1: El Drake Gary. Yeah.
0: yeah, El Gary the Kraken whatever. There was a tweet that came out it was someone who was interviewing him and they said uh, it was on the video of Jose Altuve protecting his jersey after game 6 of the ALCS. He said, "If I hit a homer and get my team to the World Series, they can rip off my pants. They can rip everything mm-hmm. off." i just i don't know man like put it in the smithsonian whatever museum there is that exists i don't care that was incredible and what i didn't like is a lot of people were like hey gary like hit more home runs or do better in the postseason like that's not we're not including that it doesn't matter how good you are to be on this this prestigious list of ours that we've made today he's he's not wrong i mean that just felt like a very human very down-to-earth thing to say where it's like yeah if i had a home running game six of the world like the alcs i don't know what i would do <laughs> like i would do something crazy for like the rest of the day let I alone just yeah I, hey i wouldn't moonwalk because i'd probably fall but i i, I just there's no limit to what i would have done so <laughs> i think i I just thought that that was a, a, a an interesting response for mr gary and just in general this whole astros thing like now that now that we've have our we have our list complete, what are do you have any other thoughts on it really?
1: Well, I just I've said this already on my show and locked on MLB, but I'll say it again. I think it's hilarious that the Astros had their camp closed off to media last Wednesday, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and you know Jim Crane was meeting with everyone, position players and pitchers, even though it was before position players were supposed to report to camp. And apparently they were supposed to be coaching these guys on what to say. And after what happened with Brandon Topman during the playoffs and that PR disaster, I don't know Mm -hmm. why they haven't fired their PR team because they're clearly not doing a good job at telling these guys what to say because it's just constant tone deafness. And I mean, part of me, loves it because it's hilarious but the other part of me is like just shut up already you're just Mm -hmm. digging the hole deeper
0: yeah part of me because i do feel bad and just another i guess honorable mention is like sean doolittle who came out and like very like solemnly talked about how hey there's a lot of guys who got lit up by these astros players and probably felt awful after the game and maybe they never got another chance in the league Mm -hmm. and i thought that was like a really salient point but also from afar it is pretty amazing to see like This is textbook how to mess up uh, from a PR standpoint. I mean, Correa is kind of like the, this is a little bit of a stretch, like the Tony Stark of this thing. Like he, he's supposed to say one thing and goes off the next day. and just rips Cody Bellinger, almost like his previous comment. It's so obvious that it was prepared for him. And he, he just went rogue. Everyone's been kind of going back on their so-called apology for the most part. I mean, there's a couple of them. I forgot one of the, the Astros players. I think he plays third. No, not, not Bregman though. I don't remember his name right now, but. Yeah, this thing has been nuts and I don't really know how you can mess up this bad. I mean, not only that, but they also had the PR disaster from um Stephanie Epstein who had the whole the this yeah, was the clubhouse true. thing after they beat the Yankees. Like they had that thing and they didn't apologize. They they attacked her and then you have the astro the cheating scene. Like they can't do anything right. So this is gonna be taught, I assume, or I would hope, in college classes about PR for years <laughs> to come. <laughs>
1: You would hope so. I, think, <laughs> I just think it's really funny that the Astro players are coming out as if they're the victims of all this. And mm-hmm. it's against the world. It's like, no, that's not how this works.
0: It reminds me of the mentality that like the Pats have. Like oh. every, every year when they objectively just aren't that great. And people are like, Hey, it looks like this might be it for the Patriots. And they're like, count us out. This happened two years ago with Julian Edelman. I was so mad at him. I'm like, shut up. You've got some six world series or not world series, but super bowl like, you're not underdogs. Stop it.
1: Yeah. Those are not underdogs this season. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. Even without Garrett Cole, who your beloved Yankees acquired, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, there's still going to be one of the favorites, probably that man, the Yankees I'd assume along with the Dodgers are are probably everyone's like world series picks right now. And I just think it's absurd. This whole thing has been as a fan, pretty exciting to watch. I don't remember the last time people have talked about baseball on such a widespread national level, especially when it comes to off the field stuff. I mean, you can't get a sports talk show to like, you can't pay them. You could beg them all you want. They're not talking about like how good Mike Trout is just not really happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for like on rare occasion. But yeah, that's, those are really all my thoughts on it. And Stacey, did you have fun with this, this little bit, I guess?
1: I did. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember the order. I did everything in. My brain <laughs> is just like, what today? So I apologize for that.
0: It's fine. It's fine. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So I can relate to that. Oh, just um, so you
1: know, roto made an I'm in sports t-shirt. Oh, really? hmm
0: No, really?
1: Yeah, they did. Oh
0: my gosh. Oh, dear. Oh dear. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I might have to acquire this right now. Yes, shout out to LeBron James and everybody who made great comments. Stacey, <laughs> would you like to plug any anything you'd like to plug before we head out?
1: Just you can find me on Locked On Yankees. And yes, I talk about the Yankees, but I also talk about baseball in general. So, you know, if you if you want to hear that, you can.
0: <laughs> yeah, I recommend doing that. I listened to the podcast recently. It's good. And I imagine that my parents who I'm from New Jersey and Grew up a Yankees fan to an extent. They're probably super excited that you're on the podcast, and they're probably going to listen to the Yankees show more than mine, probably, I'd assume. But still, that's it, guys, for today's edition of the Locked Padres podcast. Remember, you can follow the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or me on Twitter, which is at Javapeno. Hit me up with any questions you might have. I'd love to answer them. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play google google podcasts i mean apple podcasts i almost every time i almost say all the podcast services correctly himalaya and whatever whatever app you use rate it good stars if you'd like and remember that this is the only pod that may be better than the padres themselves still making that joke remember monday through friday and yeah i'll see you guys next time and take care my friar faithful homies